Welcome to the Siege Podcast, a weekly show where the Siege guys break down this week's college games from a betting perspective, give you tools and information you'll need before placing your bets, and give you picks of their own. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at PicksSiege. Now, here are the Siege guys, Devin Hadley, Jordan Hadley, James Roth, and your host, Travis Harris. Welcome back to another episode of the Siege Podcast. Hard to believe we're already on Season 2, Episode 4, but you know what they say, time flies when you're having fun. And I can't think of anything more fun than hours of research into odds, trends, lines, previews, and then discussing with you guys. And we're actually all together for once, in person, for the first time ever, which is kind of fun. We do have Kino going in the background, uh, so a lot of fun over here. Uh, so let us take the time to uh, spend our time, money, and energy to do the research for you. Head on over to our Twitter, at PickSiege, or our Facebook page. Retweet or share our post about our week one offer. Send us a DM to let us know that you did that, and we'll give you all of our VIP plays for week one absolutely free. Our all-inclusive football package, Early Bird Special, is still going on, so make sure you take advantage of that before week one gets here. Today we're going to continue our conference preview with Conference USA, Maction, and the handful of independent schools that we have. So let's start off briefly discussing the independent schools, uh, since there are just a handful of them. Jordan, I know you have, uh, on the first episode, you took Notre Dame over eight and a half wins. Yes, sir. Uh, anything you want to add on that or any other schools? Um, Notre Dame, you know, week one, I don't love them just because they play Ohio State, but over eight and a half, looking at their schedule, definitely is a lock. Um, one future play that I was looking at today that I absolutely love when we were diving into the MAC uh, was Eastern Michigan's under win total at six and a half. I know they won seven games last year, but losing their quarterback, who I believe is going to be a starter at Cincinnati, mm-hmm. um, having to replace him, and then looking at their games they won last year, they won a couple close games. All their close games they won by a couple points. Um, I don't think they're going to get that lucky again. Um, yeah, so under six and a half, I think it's like minus 170, though. It's a lot of juice, but I see them maybe winning five tops, but they have two for sure wins. I know they play UMass. That's always a win, but, um, yeah, under, no way they get to seven again. So that's one future play that I'm locking in. Yeah, I feel like looking back on Eastern Michigan last year, they were only good at the factory at home. Um, well, and they, they filled it. Their stadium has like 200 people in it per right. game. I mean, it's just, it's a nightmare. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's, I'm going to switch gears back to independent uh, schools really quick, uh, just because I've been chopping at the bit all year talking about uh, Liberty, and it's, it's no surprise that I am not a believer or a fan of Charlie Brewer. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, he's now in his third team in the last two seasons. Um, now, as the presumed starter, I'm not going to guarantee that he gets the quarterback job right off the bat because oh, he is just he not good. Um, but it just seems every team that he joins, he just seems to just ruin them. I mean, uh, he had two good years at Baylor, um, but I think that was due to, you know, they had Matt Rule, who is just an awesome coach, obviously now uh, coaching uh, in the NFL. But 
when I look back and saw what happened after Matt Rule left uh, and, and kind of where Charlie Brewer's career went to uh, after he was no longer being coached by Matt Rule, let's see, 2020, he started nine games and only won two of them. Uh, both were not, or both were inside the state of Kansas. He beat Kansas and Kansas State. Whoop de doo. <laughs> he had a QBR of 52.6. 52.6 for the entire season, and a season where he only won two games. He leaves Baylor in 2022 to go on, um, or excuse me, when he leaves Baylor the next year, uh, he's at Utah. Baylor goes on and posts a 13 and 2 record, including a Big 12 championship win and a Sugar Bowl win. That's a huge swing from. Winning two games to then winning thir- 13 games. Charlie Brewer gone. That's the only difference. So 2021, he's in Utah where he starts just three games for them before getting benched, never to see the field again. He went one and two in those games with his only win against an FCS school, Weber State. Um, he had a disgusting 32.3 QBR in those three games for Utah. And like I said, never saw the field again <laughs> until he takes his first snap in almost a year for Liberty, Fri- Liberty Flames. Uh, Utah then, by the way, goes on to finish 9-2 and two after going 1-2 and two under Charlie Brewer. Uh, and they go on to win a Pac-12 championship against Oregon. So I'm seeing quite the uh, trend here. Charlie Brewer comes on. Uh, they do terrible. He leaves and they just flip it around like a complete 180. So... Um, now, the team he's starting for this year, Liberty, they, he is replacing some huge, huge shoes uh, in Malik Willis, the Liberty's best quarterback in program history, obviously. Um, and Liberty, by the way, is only returning seven starters, not just on offense, both on the, both sides of the ball. Seven starters uh, across the board. Uh, they're going to struggle this year, especially early. Um, I'm also going to add on, I'm taking their under six and a half wins. I know I told you guys when we were talking about some future plays through our group chat the other day, uh, hammered under six and a half wins for them. It's plus money, plus 145, by the way. Uh, I love that a lot with Charlie Brewer now coming under center. Uh, they, their schedule is a little easy. They do have uh, Akron, Old Dominion, UMass, Gardner-Webb, and UConn. Those should be five wins right there. Um, but looking at the rest of their schedule, I don't see one more win, let alone two more wins. Uh, they open the season against uh, Southern Miss as a three-point favorite at Southern Miss. Uh, so the odds say that they're going to win that game. That puts them at six. But I'm here to tell you, I don't think they win that game. Uh, and my play for week one uh, for the independent schools, and obviously once we get to Sun Belt, this will be my play as well. Uh, Southern Miss plus three at home against Liberty. Uh, I know I said I think it outright, but I'll always, always take the points where I can get them. Uh, I love this play for all the reasons I mentioned about Charlie Brewer and Liberty, but also uh, Southern Miss, they won three games last year, but they did come on hot. They won uh, their final two games of the season, gaining some momentum. Uh, Their coach, his first year with the team was last year, uh, but overall, uh, and his name's escaping me right now, but he has an overall head coaching record in college football, 59 and 29. So he does some things well with other programs he's been at. Um, they're bringing back uh, their quarterback. They're bringing back their entire offensive line. Um, I just think this is going to be a good game for Southern Miss. They're going to come out hot, ready, especially after how they finished last year. bunch of guys returning. Their coach is going to have them fired up. Liberty is going to get out there with, 
pretty much a brand new team. Charlie Brewer, you guys all know who, how I think about him. Uh, <laughs> give me Southern Miss plus three uh, to start the year. <clears throat> Anybody else have anything? Who wants to add on that? I mean, that's a lot. Oh. So we'll just take a pause and ask the question that we're all wondering. Is it worse to get COVID or have Charlie Brewer as your starting quarterback, Travis? <laughs> uh, Charlie Brewer, for sure. All right. Well, we, that answers that because – Trev's, Trev's so winded, he sounds like he has COVID right now. <laughs> I almost rubbed my bike over here. That's fired up. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I, Char, yeah, I'm just going to stop on Charlie Brewer before his people contact me or something. He, hopefully he doesn't listen to this and make cry himself to sleep. I, I, know, I will say if, if uh, Liberty comes out, Charlie Brewer throws a gem, they cover the three, I'm sitting here you know, holding an L. I will come on Twitter and I will publicly apologize to Charlie Brewer and I will stop the Charlie Brewer slander. But God forbid, he better hope he does not come out <laughs> and just shit the bag because I am going to just destroy him on that next week's podcast. But okay, enough about Charlie Brewer. Uh, let's move on and talk about Conference USA. Uh, Jordan, you want to kick us off? Yeah, uh, one game I was looking at and very intriguing to uh, go off of James's overwin last year with UTEP. I think he took them over three and it hit in the first three games. I think they started at what five and zero. Yeah, four or five and zero. Four or five yeah, and zero. Like so that. that hit with ease, but um, I don't see them having the luck they had the previous year. I know they were absolute dog shit going. They hadn't made a bowl game in years, so last year was their first year in forever. But uh, week one, they get North Texas uh, at home. And I think they lost last year to them by three. It was a 20-17 to 17 game. But I'm more looking at the total here and taking the under 55-and-a-half. Um, two of the best defenses uh, in the conference. Um, I know UTEP lost their two biggest weapons, that receiver, one transfer to Arizona. Um, and, and they led the conference in uh, deep balls last year, uh, over 40 yards, uh, big you know, play threats. So um, losing those two guys, I don't see a lot of that happening. But um, they got a good uh, running game. The running back's back. So I see them running the ball. And, that, I mean, 20-17 to 17 last year, I see a close game uh, keeping the total under that. So, um, yeah, definitely intrigued to see UTEP for sure. All right. Dev, how about you? I just want to add on, uh, UTEP has Dave Warner. So, um Enough said. Under check down <laughs> machine. Yeah, jet sweeps. A Watt's a stud though. Don't, don't sleep on A Watt. Definitely. Conference USA. I I love that play as well. Um, but I looked over the slate for um, Conference USA, and uh, I don't really love anything. Week uh, zero or one, to be honest, in that league. Other than that, under mainly because of Dave Warner and North Texas having no clue who their quarterback is going to be. So piggybacking off Jordan here, that's my only play for Conference USA. Um, do you have anything? Well, we all know Saturday, September 3rd at 11.59 p.m., Hawaii is going <laughs> to kick it off against Western Kentucky. We all know everyone's going to have their eyes on that game. You're going to bet something. If you need to chase, it'll be there, it, although the chase does not. Yeah. Recommend that. Of we don't course. recommend it, but we will have something on this game. It's going <laughs> to happen. Sprinkle We're money Going wine. to sprinkle. Timmy, no, Tommy, Tom, Tommy Chang, first year head coach. He's going to bring him back to the glory days, all right? 
So I'm hinting at taking Hawaii, maybe money line, plus twelve for sure. But I'm just island. I'm just yeah on the island we're we're this is not these are no like solid things to ever tail so I'm just spewing bullshit right now, but we're gonna tail we're gonna tail Hawaii in this one so everyone's gonna be watching what else are you gonna do at eleven fifty nine p.m. on a Saturday come on not sleep on the first not, Saturday of college certainly football, won't be sleeping sure. couldn't be me <clears throat> so real quick cool. oh go ahead Jordan. Western Kentucky lost uh, Zappy was that yeah quarterback? yeah their quarterback yeah. gone they're gonna yeah, yeah. they're taking sweet. some steps yeah, back like this that. year so yeah. love it yeah. James brings up a good point, or uh, you know, t- and talking about how we don't re- recommend. And uh, going back to something Devin said, just just because the games are on doesn't mean you have to bet them all. I mean, I I do personally because <laughs> I'm a degenerate loser, but uh, not that's not the case for everybody. So just because it's on, don't force a play if you don't have to. With that said, uh, the Conference USA uh, play that I like for Week One is uh, Charlotte FAU over fifty seven and a half. Uh, I'll start with FAU. Normally, Willie Taggart is a coach that I like to fade. Uh, However, I don't need FAU to win or cover. I just need a lot of points scored for this uh, ticket to cash. Um, Their final, FAU last year lost their final either four or five games. I can't remember now what it was uh, of the season, but that's because they got rid of the run attack that they had, which I don't know why, because they had Johnny Ford, who is an absolute stud, uh, granted, their quarterback, Nikosi Perry, uh, is even more of a stud. Transferred from Miami, Florida. Had 20 touchdowns, 7 interceptions last year, something like that. Uh, but I saw an interesting stat that kind of explains or puts things into perspective. FAU, since 2016, uh, is 1-11 or 1-12 when they don't post 100 yards rushing in the game. So they clearly rely on the rush attack uh, to kind of open things up, especially for Nikosi Perry. Um against a Charlotte defense who ranked last in most defensive categories last year in Conference USA, giving up almost or giving up 34 points per game. Um, I think if they're able to get Johnny Ford going on the ground, that'll open things up for Nikosi Perry to air it out and take off running, as we all know he's a a great dual-threat quarterback. Um, Switching over to Charlotte's offense, uh, they're bringing back uh, eight or nine starters on offense, including six-year senior Chris Reynolds, I watched a ton of 49er games. Like I mentioned, I'm a degenerate just because the game's on. I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to bet it. Chris Reynolds is an absolute stud. He can air it out. He can run. Um, they did average less than 28 minutes per game in time of possession, so they're playing fast, and I can attest to that for all the games that I watch. They like to move quick. They like to move up tempo, uh, and they're just trying to score on every possession because their defense is giving up points on almost every possession as well. So, um if Charlotte, Charlotte gives up 34 points, that means uh, Charlotte only needs to score 24 points. Uh, I think they do that with ease. Uh, I will gladly take the over 50, uh, 57 and a half on this one. Um, I like that. Yeah. I mean, you got Charlotte looks like the last three games of their season last year, the teams combined for over 70 points. So, I mean... Not to say that's going to continue, but clearly there's something lacking defensively. And Perry, like you said, is pretty solid. So if FAU can at least be competent, being a home game, first game of the year, I like that. Mm -hmm. FAU was a a team to play the under on last year. I I know I had a handful of those, but 
like I said, Charlotte's defense is just so bad. I think it's it's just what FAU needs to kind of get some confidence and, and run run the ball and uh, air it out a bit. We've we've had so much money on Charlotte games. I think we watched every game last yeah, it's year because we had money on one side or the other mm-hmm. total. But shout out ESPN Plus. Yes, say ESPN <laughs> Plus. We got our money's worth just from Charlotte alone. <laughs> Uh, did any of you guys have anything on Conference USA before we move to the to the MAC? Negative. Who, who do you got winning it? Winning the conference? Conference USA. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna ask that question. Oh, that's a good question. UTSA are they the favorites? I think they're the favorite. They're right up there with um, UAB. 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 Yeah, yeah. I'm taking. I'm taking. Yeah, you're big on UAB. Yeah, I. I, I uh, in the first episode of the podcast this year, I. I Gave out UAB over eight and a half and sprinkled them. I think, I, I think it's now more like plus two sixty. But back in the first episode, UAB three. was three to one to to win the conference. I like that. Uh, I love UAB. Yeah. Um, they're one of my favorite teams to watch. But uh, yeah, UAB for sure. Well, let's uh, pivot over to uh, Maxin. Um, I love Maxin just as the next guy, but. The, Looking at week one, I don't want to force anything. There's nothing that I really like uh, week one. Didn't really see a lot of trends uh, from last year or previous years when I kind of looked through. Um, I might not bet a MAC game uh, until Maction Tuesday start in November. Uh, but what do you vote about you guys? Dad, do you have anything for Maction? I do. Uh, I like Kent State going out to Washington on the road. Um, they are getting 21 and a half in that game. Uh, Washington, they have a new coach. They should be improved. They underachieved the last few, few years. Um, defense is usually solid, but they have a, a lot to replace. Kent State um, has the best offense in the MAC, I believe. They do replace the quarterback. He was very good. But they have an NFL receiver in Cephas, um, a great running back. They are, play at a really, really fast pace. I think they score enough to stay in this game. I think Washington pulls away late, but 21 and a half. 21 and a half is way too many points, in my opinion, for what I think is the best team in the MAC in Kent State. Um, I've heard good things from that quarterback out of camp early and uh, through some more workouts. He's really impressed the coaches. Um, players are, you know, starting to chatter about him, and uh, all signs are pointing in the right direction that he can step in and, you know, lead them to a uh, a MAC championship. I like that play too. I know I said I didn't didn't like much or nothing stuck out to me, but uh, I, I was just looking up uh, Kent State last year ranked thirteenth in entire Division One uh, in plays per game. So this goes right along with what you're saying, Dev. They play fast, they get up off the ball, and they get right back on yeah. and ready to call the next play. Uh, looking over the last three years. They actually averaged 78.7 plays per game, and last year that was down a little bit to 77.6. So they're fun, they, to, watch. Yeah, they're fun <laughs> to watch for sure. Um, and like you said, 21 is a lot of points no matter who's playing. So I like that too. Jordan, James, anything to add on that? That's about the only MAG team I'd like uh, getting points week zero. Um, my favorite team, might be my favorite team to fade of all time, is Bowling Green. They are just absolutely atrocious. And they're getting 26 at UCLA. I'm probably going to take UCLA. I haven't bet it yet. Um, only thing that's stopping me is Bowling Green returns 17 starters. So basically their whole team's back. 
but those guys are absolute dog shit, so uh, I'm not too worried about it. But, you know, you never know week one. UCLA is, you know, they still got uh, running back, what's his name, Chard- Chardonnay? Yeah, Chardonnay. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he'll, Chardonnay. he's back. He's a stud. He's going to go off against a terrible defense, but... Um, I know they got a lot of guys in the transfer portal, UCLA did, so they could come off sluggish week one. So haven't made up my mind yet, but that's one play I'm leaning towards. Um, and then the other game I'm intrigued about is I talked about it in previous podcast, um, Central against Oklahoma State, to see that matchup. Um, you know, number one running back in the country. He'll probably, if he stays healthy, lead the country in rushing again. Um, quarterbacks back for Central, so they're going to have a high-powered offense. Um, and you know, Spencer Sanders, our favorite quarterback ever, outside of uh, Travis <laughs> Boy over here. But uh, <laughs> I like to see the two of them go up in, in like uh, oh, camp drills or something, or uh, somehow, <laughs> somehow they come up every podcast. But, yeah, so and I don't know. It'll we, be. I think it's plus twenty-one Central. I, it's hard to take them, but more looking at the total, I think there's going to be points scored uh, with Oklahoma State, you know, losing most of their defense. So. And yeah, their D coordinator, right? Yeah, they lost their yeah. D coordinator, too. So we, we, did conf- we did confirm for Deb that Chuba Hubbard is not <laughs> coming back yeah, to Oklahoma I, State. <laughs> Two years in the NFL, I don't think you can come back. I will say Chuba Hubbard has L on his record to Central Michigan back about four, five, oh. six years ago, something like Fire that. Fire up chips. Is that the Bahama Bowl? No, no, no. This oh. was in at, uh, at Central. It might have been. Uh, Ramadan days? might have been a home game, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shout yeah. out to our I good think, friend, I think, Ramadan. I think Ramu was gone. I think was it was he? after him, yeah. It was after, yeah. But Chuba Hubbard has an L Central, so. Fun fact. I don't want to wish away the football season, but, man, there's something special about Maxion Tuesdays when I was back <laughs> yeah. in November. I'll tell you that. Well, I guess I'll say one, one team I was looking at was the Tennessee Ball State game and it was no secret last year Tennessee overs were on fire so it looks it appears that Vegas has caught on to that the total for this game is 68 but I'm here to tell you that I won't take that under because (laughs) if you look at the Ball State games they are not afraid to give up a lot of points and Tennessee the only thing that could keep this game from going over is that Tennessee probably won't have their starters in the second half. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I would. I'm. I wouldn't advise taking the under, but sixty-eight's a lot of points. But I just am going to be curious to see. I know we're not going to get into the SEC today, but um, moving forward, I'll be curious to see what Tennessee's totals go. Uh, don't know enough about Ball State really to say one way or the other, but. Um, is your boy Joe Milton still alive? Yeah, I mean, still I, th- I, th- I think he's going to work on his degree there. Um, it's a, may see him in that, the second yeah, half. He may, yep, you may see him have a turnover or two in the second half. Uh, probably a fumble in there. So, but, yeah, Tennessee will be a force to be reckoned with as long as their starter is healthy this year. So, we'll see. Before we close, James, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second because I know you told us before we got started that there wasn't any – you didn't like anything in Conference USA or MAC really a whole lot. But listening to Dev, Jordan, and I go through the plays that we like, is there anything that sticks out to you or something that that you like or don't like? No, I'm – 
Surprised none of you guys really touched on your Spartans going against the Broncos. Um, Dev's on the under. I know, Dev, you were kind of talking under. You think, I mean, State's defense will be, their secondary can't get worse, and Western doesn't even know who their quarterback's going to be. So, I... Just that, so you know, Dev, Corey Davis is also gone. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he's, so, he, he won't brag this year. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I thought maybe you guys would for sure be in Sparties. You guys would uh, try and go against the Bron- <laughs> go against the Broncos here. But um, I am on the under Jimmer, but I'm staying away from the the spread here. Don't really know what to expect out of Michigan State on either side of the ball. I just think they'll be. Worse offensively, better defensively, and I think Western will be pretty bad offensively in a below-average MAC team. I just think it's going to be a kind of a sloppier type game. So I'm on the under there. I get, uh, but I mentioned that in a few podcasts ago, so I yeah just, just skipped over that. Yep, that's fair. But yeah. no, for me, I really didn't have much that I liked in these conferences. I was taking a back seat this this time, so. Well, that's fair. Well, you're practicing what we're preaching, and and uh, don't force it if it's not there. Just because it's there doesn't mean you have to bet it. So, yeah. thank you for being a good citizen for those of us like myself who uh, have not figured that out yet. Try. Well, that that wraps up season two, episode four of the Siege Podcast. We'll be back next week uh, as we preview week one lines in the Mountain West and Pac-12. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Pick Siege. Remember, always gamble responsibly. We'll be back next week. Siege Nation, let's ride. Let's ride. Siege Nation, let's ride.